Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there, folks. This is Matt Welch, the sports editor of Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Let's recap my game from Saturday, uh, my the, the last high school football game of the season for me. Unfortunately, I was um, I was at an AT and T Stadium in Arlington for a uh, for a doozy of a Class Six A Division One state semifinal, a matchup between undefeated Allen and undefeated Duncanville. Uh, yeah, this matchup very much lives up to the hype. Uh, lots of twists and turns in this one. Lots of back and forth. Very befitting of two of the of two of the very best in the state. Ultimately, though, it is a uh, it is nine on points by Duncanville late in the fourth quarter that make the difference. The Panthers are able to pull away from top-ranked Allen for a 44-35 victory. Not sure how many folks would have pegged a, uh, a total of 79 points being scored in this game between two of the top defenses in the state, but nevertheless, that is what the uh, the crowd at AT&T Stadium, a very strong turnout for this game too, a very strong crowd out there in Arlington, a very strong crowd to watch uh, to watch this game, and yeah, that's what they were treated to. They were treated to an absolute slugfest, a game that had, uh, there are a lot of angles to attack this game, so uh, yeah, so let's get into it. The, um, you know, Duncanville, they are bound for the state title game for just the second time in their program's history. They are 15-0. Allen, meanwhile, they dropped a 14-1 to end their season with that mark, and their season um, exits in the state semifinals for the third time in four years. Um, this was just the third football game that Allen has lost since October of 2012, and having been in attendance to cover the other two losses during that stretch, you know, Austin-Westlake 2015, the Woodlands 2016, also in the state semifinals, um, Allen really only knows how to lose a football game one way, it seems, and that is they get down big at the half, mount some furious charge in the second half, but ultimately just a little, just too little too late. And if you think back to those games against Westlake and the Woodlands, they were down 16-0 at the half against Westlake and wound up losing 23-17. Against the Woodlands, down 20-3 at the half, lost 36-28. And then on Saturday against Duncanville, they were down 35 to 14 before um, you know be able to actually rallying to tie this game at one juncture in the second half before ultimately losing by nine points. So even in defeat, Allen wins the second half. Second half, Allen is is just the is the ultimate irresistible force. Um, and yes, yeah, so even in defeat, Allen Allen continues to be a program that thrives on second half adjustments and really showing that if there is if there is a blueprint on how to slay the beast, basically you have to build a, a basically a three score lead at the half. Essentially, is what it takes because Allen's second half rally is just. Is the stuff of storybooks, and they almost pulled off an incredible comeback on Saturday. Um, so let's talk about that. At the very least, from the Allen vantage point, you got to start with the third quarter because that was. Um, I'm not sure how many folks inside that building would have seen a third quarter like that coming, especially given the momentum that Duncanville was able to muster to end the first half. Like I said, they were up 35 to 20. I mean, 35 to 14. So I mean, a 21 point halftime deficit is about as is about as uncharted as it gets for Allen, given just the uh, the pedigree of that program. 
And um, fair play to Allen for just the adjustments they made in the in the uh, in the second half, especially there in the third quarter, as they uh, they completely brushed off the um, any sort of momentum that Duncanville had <laughs> entering the break and responded with one of the best quarters that that team has played, maybe the best quarter that team has played all season. Um, and I say this on the heels of what they were able to do, you know, scoring 34 points, you know, the week prior against Waco Midway in the third quarter. Um, yeah, I got to factor in. So Allen, okay, so Allen's down 35 to 14. They erased that deficit in one quarter. This was a 35 to 35 ball game at the end of the third quarter, and you factor in that they outscored Duncanville 21-0 in the third. Duncanville's defense hadn't allowed a single point in the third quarter all season. They, had, I mean, they they had allowed 4.6 points per game heading into this game, and Allen scores 21 in a single quarter. Um, that's incredible. <laughs> and I again, I'm not I'm not sure how many folks in that building foresaw a quarter like that being turned into Allen turned in by Allen. But um, what a what a display of heart and adjustment by Allen to be able to muster that sort of a comeback to put Duncanville in a situation that it had never been in. Um, so let's just quickly run through how that comeback materialized. Um, there was a play. Um, I mean, if you're looking for kind of the unsp- the potential unspoken play of the game, if Allen had some had somehow gone on to win this game on the very first play of the third quarter. Duncanville was able to force a fumble on a Grant Tisdale run, and I want to say at least three Duncanville players had a crack at trying to recover that fumble, and they weren't able to. Selden Manning, Allen's running back, was able to eventually recover it somehow, some way to keep that drive alive. But, I mean, if Duncanville recovers that, they're set up firmly in Allen territory, and then you're thinking that for all intents and purposes, this game very well could have been over. Um, so you wonder just, I mean, yeah, so one of those breaks that you look at what happened then later on and you're thinking like, wow, okay, remember that play because that's one where Duncanville very well could have iced this one. But nevertheless, Allen recovers that fumble. Three plays later, they bust out the fake punt. Uh, Justin Hall uh, is the, is the recipient. He follows his blockers and rips off a 60 yard touchdown run. A, um, a much needed chance that Allen had to take just kind of given the situation that they were, they were in running the risk of having to punt back to Duncanville. They, uh, you know, they went for a gamble and it paid off with a 60 yard touchdown run. So Allen gets some much needed offense. Duncanville goes three and out on its following series. Allen scores again, this time on probably what well, I would say on the day was probably the best pass that Grant Tisdale had, a 36-yard heave downfield play of such a well-placed deep ball right over the shoulder for Darian Sherfield as he catches it for a 36-yard touchdown. And then just like that, you know, we're about, uh, what, midway through the third quarter, and it's, it's a one-score game just like that. <laughs> Following drive for the uh, for the Allen defense, they force a turnover on downs. I would say of the uh, of the second second half adjustments by Allen's defense, just the job that they did containing Duncanville's run game in short yardage situations that stood out the most. Which and when you get to you know the, the big play in the fourth quarter that officially put Duncanville back in the driver's seat, a little ironic, but nevertheless, in that moment there in the third quarter, Allen really holding firm stuffing short yardage situations uh, for Duncanville. So Allen gets the ball back right near midfield. They march right down on Duncanville in five plays. They score on a 15-yard touchdown run by Selden Manning. So 
There you go. Essentially, nine and a half minutes of game time is all it took for Allen to erase a 21-point deficit versus what is being talked about as maybe the greatest defense in the history of the 6A classification. Just cannot say enough about just the heart that it took on Allen's part to be able to do that. Just incredible stuff. Um, Unfortunately for Allen, though, the one-point requisite to get the lead never materialized. They were not able to get the go-ahead score, and they were granted two shots at go-ahead drives in this too because Allen's defense didn't slow down you know they were able to stop Duncanville twice Um, you know Allen gets the ball back both times and Duncanville's defense finally was able to muster up a second wind they force a pair of three and outs and then that lays the groundwork for what was at least for Duncanville's standpoint kind of the seminal drive of their season you know when this began you know about midway through the fourth quarter and they took some chances. There was a fourth and two conversion in midfield that they were able to pick up, um, you know, especially given that they had turned the ball over on downs just a, uh, you know, one quarter earlier, you know, and the fact that they had enough confidence in their quarterback, Jaquin and Jackson, to be able to pick it up. He, I mean, he's able to convert that fourth and two with a three-yard run. And then moments later, facing another uh, fourth and two, this time from the 40-yard line, Jaquin and Jackson with the play of the game. He's able to take a take a carry uh, 40 yards for the go-ahead touchdown with, uh, let's see, this was with 3.02 left in the fourth quarter for a 42-35 to lead. Um, basically, this was, you know, for as, as exemplary as Allen's defense had played in the second half leading up to that play, it was really just kind of just in that moment where Allen's problems from earlier in the game in the first half, the reason why Allen found itself down by 21 points in just... Basically, in two plays, those uh, you know those those shortcomings resurfaced, and Allen's struggles early on in the game could largely be attributed to two things: struggles containing the big play, akin to uh, Jaquin and Jackson with a 40-yard touchdown run for the go-ahead score, and Allen early on also had a really tough time with pass protection, and that leads to the following drive where just after uh, Duncanville takes the lead, 42-35. On Allen's second play on the following drive, DeBraylin Carroll's able to burst through the offensive line, and he sacks Grant Tisdale just a hairline inside the end zone for a safety uh, with 2.16 left in the ballgame. And that ups the score to 44-35. to That would be the eventual final. So right there, for all of the momentum that Allen was able to muster, it took just 46 seconds for Duncanville to cease to snag it all back there in the fourth quarter. And that was kind of, uh, that was really symptomatic of just where Duncanville was at its most successful. And that was um, basically, yes, their ability to just chain together big plays, especially on the ground. Um, You know, you think back to the first quarter, first half period for that matter, and kind of where this all got rolling for Duncanville. I mean, they had, I mean, they had a 73-yard touchdown run in the opening play of the game. Try, you know, Tristan Smith is able to break off a, a, a massive touchdown run to deal a, a heck of a shot across the bow, uh, you know, for Duncanville against Allen. Uh, it's the second time this postseason that Allen's given up a touchdown on the open, on the, the, uh, the opponent's opening play of scrimmage. Uh, this also happened in the second round against Rockwall. Uh, but that's just Duncanville. Um, Duncanville gets rolling, though. They, uh, I mean, they had a 21-yard touchdown run later on by Javon Fountain. Jaquin Jackson has a fort has a uh, has a 92-yard touchdown run late in the second quarter. He has the 40-yard touchdown run late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Allen's special teams allowed a 68-yard kickoff return by Davion Walker that set up another uh, Jaquin Jackson rushing touchdown in the second quarter. So um, yes. A lot of lots of big plays surrendered by the Eagles, far more than uh, they were they were they could afford to give up, given the caliber of Duncanville's defense. 
Um, yeah, I mean, this was, it was impressive stuff. I had not, I mean, you saw against Rockwall a team really kind of hemorrhage Allen's defense through the air, and you just haven't seen out, you know, maybe other than the Woodlands back in that 2016 game, a team that really was that, was so effective attacking Allen's secondary. Um, on Saturday, that's about as impressive as I've seen a team just pillage big plays off of Allen's defense on the ground. Um, it felt like, you know, especially once, you know, runners like Smith and Jackson got to that second level, their speed was just so impressive. And obviously you got to credit Duncanville's offensive line for the job that they did creating the holes on some of those runs. Um, yeah, Duncanville's offense was, um, that was kind of the story early on. Like you knew Duncanville's defense was going to bring it, but the but the big plays that Duncanville was able to chain together was um, unlike anything I had seen out Allen's defense, you know, be on the receiving end of, especially on the ground in a in a long, long time. Um, otherwise, let's see. So, yes, the big plays were an alarming part of what kind of led to Allen's difficulties in this matchup. Um, the same went for pass protection, and you kind of had an inkling that that was going to be a uh, that was going to be a very dominant storyline heading into this game because that's kind of Duncanville's mo. Their defensive line is is unreal, and you know there was a lot of a lot has been publicized on the uh, on the season that that defense has turned in, especially up front. And given the situation with Allen's offensive line and the fact that they lost you know two linemen to injury last week against Waco Midway, certainly a very very key subplot in this game and um it turned out to be yes that turned out to be a very very a very noteworthy storyline in this one so um yeah Duncanville's pass rush was every bit as advertised um they brought down Grant Tisdale behind the line of scrimmage eight times um on uh, on Saturday one key note though he did not get sacked in the third quarter and you look at just how I mean just the difference between how efficient Allen was when you know when they weren't giving up sacks versus when they were, so Tisdale was brought down behind the line of scrimmage eight times on Saturday. Now within those eight sacks, those eight sacks spanned seven different series. So so keep that in mind. So seven series, only one time among those seven series did Allen go on to score a touchdown, and that was on the very first series of the ball game for Allen, which resulted in a 62-yard touchdown pass from Tisdale to Theo Weiss. So you. Factor that in. So afterwards, essentially, if Allen took a sack, they weren't scoring, which just shows just how you can ill afford to commit a negative uh, offensive play against this Duncanville defense. And yes, their pass rush was every bit as uh, as advertised. Um, you know, not helping Allen's plight in that respect was um, their offensive line was banged up. You know, this was not the uh, you know if you've noticed if you've watched Allen all season, you know you know that the normal the traditional offensive front for them is you know working left to right. Uh, Donovan Ford, EJ and Doma Ogar, Nick Trice, Sertadrian Brooks, Caleb Basinger. Looking back through my highlights from the game, there were some plays in the second half where I'm pretty sure that only, uh, you know, EJ and Doma Ogar and Caleb Basinger were the only players in their normal spots on the offensive line. Um, Sir Tadrian Brooks, who was injured last week against uh, Midway, he was um, he was not in uniform for this game. He did not play. So as a result, they had to slide Donovan Ford from left tackle over to right guard. Um, and then they worked kind of a, it looked like a kind of a committee there at left tackle. I noticed some snaps with Tucker Robinson 
Wilson, some with Johnny Green. They had Brayden Sanders back at center. He filled in last week for Nick Trice. So a very different-looking Allen offensive line. The first time all season where they've had to roll with that offensive line combination. So, again, not entirely sure how much that contributed to their struggles versus the Duncanville pass rush. But as noted throughout the week, the health of Allen's offensive line was very much a key subplot heading into this one. And the Panthers were able to capitalize. Um, So let's see. The uh, let's see. Let's talk about the uh, the first half. Um, the first half, Allen was it was basically two completely contrasting styles of offense. You had the big plays by Duncanville, as I mentioned earlier. Duncanville racked up 274 yards of offense in the first half on just 20 plays. Um, rounding out to an average of 13.5 yards per play. You contrast that with Allen, which had 210 yards of offense, but on 42 plays, so right around 5 yards per play. Um, So very much Allen working a more, uh, you know, basically trying to... Uh, you know, trying to just kind of a, uh, basically a uh, death by a thousand cuts sort of approach, hoping they could wear down the Duncanville defense with that volume. And um, to their credit, I mean, Allen was able to outsnap Duncanville in this one handily. This was a 77 to 50 overall advantage in snap count for Allen. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, yeah, the, the big plays by Duncanville were just a little bit too much to overcome. There was a, uh, there was a particularly debilitating sequence for Allen late in the second quarter. As I mentioned, Jaquin and Jackson ripped off a 92 yard touch touchdown run. I don't know when the last time anybody had a touchdown of 90 plus yards against Allen's defense, but nevertheless, so that score put Duncanville up 28 to 14 uh, late in the second quarter. Allen tries to chip away. They were able to rack, you know, string together a 13 play drive to get into Duncanville territory, trying to get some points, some modicum of momentum before halftime. And then uh, Duncanville safety, Chris Thompson Jr., Picks off Tisdale. It was the only turnover by either team on uh, on Saturday. Records the interception, returns it to the Allen 32-yard line, and then uh, Jaquin and Jackson with probably the best pass of the day. Um, you know he's you know he's flushed to the outside. He ends up throwing across his body on the move, and he hits Davion Walker 32 yards downfield in the back corner of the end zone for a touchdown for a 35 to 14 advantage with 90 with nine seconds left. Um, go on social media and try and find a highlight of this touchdown. Just an incredible throw by Jaquin and Jackson. And um, at the same time, just a devastating note for Allen to end the half on as they were down 21 points heading into the locker room. Um, yeah, they were able to come back, though. I mean, they, they rallied in the second half, and, you know, you credit Allen for that. But at the same time, you got to tip your hat to Duncanville because that is a Duncanville team that had not faced any adversity to that level and to have to be to basically endure that flurry given the stakes of that game to I mean use I mean it's lots of teams crater under those circumstances against Allen with as effective as Allen is in the second in the second half of most games and for Duncanville to be able to brush that off and win the fourth quarter get those nine unanswered points um, you know hey, you, fair play to Duncanville on just that kind of fortitude to be able to overcome that barrage by Allen because uh, that is a that is far easier said than done um, let's see Allen still hasn't lost a game by double digits. I, I, you know, I dropped this, uh, you know, this number at halftime just because it was relevant, given that Allen was down 21 points. Um, Allen has still not lost a game by double digits. Um, this streak dates all the way back to t- to September of 2008. 
against uh, against Euless Trinity in uh, in non district play. They lost twenty four to fourteen, and since then they have now gone one hundred and fifty seven consecutive games without losing by double digits. Uh, that is over ten years, and no matter which way you slice it, again. That's that's incredible <laughs> to have gone that long without a double-digit loss on your resume. You'd have to go all the way back to 2006 for the last time Allen lost by double digits in the playoffs when they were shut out by South Lake Carroll, thirty-eight to zero. So yes, despite the uh, despite the greatest efforts of Duncanville in the first half, Allen was able to uh, to make this one uh, make Duncanville earn every last bit of this win. Let's see. Let's uh, let's go over some stats before I get out of here. Uh, let's see. Overall on this day, um, Allen actually outgains Duncanville in this one. Uh, said 427 to 410. As far as their effectiveness, um, you know, kind of a role reversal for Allen. Whereas Allen's been doing most of its damage on the ground in recent weeks, they actually finished this game with 236 passing yards versus 191 rushing yards. Duncanville, meanwhile, looking a bit more like Duncanville in that respect, 356 rushing yards versus just 54 yards passing. Um, let's see, for Allen, Grant Tisdale, his final game in high school, he ends up, he ends his, uh, his high school career going 21 of 35 for 236 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He has 29 carries, so a lot of a heavy, heavy workload for Allen's quarterback. 29 carries for 91 yards. Um, then you look down elsewhere for Allen, Justin Hall with the with the um, with the fake punt. He has a 60-yard run for a touchdown. Selden Manning nine carries, 39 yards and a touchdown. Uh, let's see, receiving wise, Theo East, strong game in his final high school game, six catches for 102 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Darian Sherfield, three catches, 46 yards and a touch. Uh, for Duncanville, Jaquin and Jackson, you know, just 54 yards passing, you know, but on eight of 12 completions for a touchdown, you know, no interceptions. And then Jackson, his rushing once again for the second straight week, you know, he, he hurt South Lake Carroll pretty bad on the ground. He does the same to Allen. He has 173 yards in three touchdowns on 16 carries. Uh, Tristan Smith, who had that big 73-yard touchdown run to open the game, he ends with 15 carries for 130 yards and a touchdown. Um, Receiving-wise, Davion Walker, the top receiver with his 32-yard touchdown catch to uh, to end the first half, essentially. And... um yeah, that's uh, it'll be interesting now to see what uh, you know, what happens with Allen in the off season. You know, at the top, you know, top of mind. Obviously, we'll talk about this more on the podcast itself in the uh, in the days to come. But obviously, Allen does graduate a a pretty talented senior class. You know, you look that they um, you know, they're fit. You know, obviously, they're going to have to replace their starting quarterback. You know, Grant Tisdale, a two year starter, three year uh, varsity letterman for them. You know, when you would look, um, you know, you look down the depth chart, you see guys like Raylan Sharp, Taylor Green would assume to be, you know, vying for that spot next season. Um, elsewhere, you know, Allen's going to have to re-rack quite a bit in the trenches. They graduate the majority of their offensive and defensive lines. Um, so yeah, a couple, uh, you know, a couple noteworthy positional groups to monitor heading into the offseason. But it's Allen. You know, you'd expect that with that depth, they will be. It wouldn't shock anyone if they're right back in the same in the same spot next season. You know, competing in the state semifinals, the seventh, the seventh consecutive year that Allen's season has advanced to at least the state semifinal round of the postseason. And um, yeah, that'll do it for this one, uh, folks. Yeah, I appreciate y'all for checking this out. You can check out my game story on our website at StarLocalMedia.com. We'll be back on Monday with another episode of the podcast itself to talk some off-season football storylines. In the meantime, this has been Matt Welch with Star Local Media. Uh, folks, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I will talk to y'all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? 
Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.